and welcome back to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. Today's episode kicks off a series we'll be featuring throughout 2022 about women in the food and beverage industry. With me today is Angela Dodd, founder of Females in Food. Angela created the Females in Food community to help women in the food and beverage industry advance their careers. Consider this, 80% of food buying decisions globally are made by women. Yet across every segment of the food and beverage industry, fewer than 20% of senior leadership positions are held by women. We talk about that statistic and much more in today's episode. We address issues about why women are underrepresented, what companies and male allies can do to help reach gender parity, and whether diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are actually working. You won't want to miss this episode. And speaking of the importance of women in the food and beverage industry, be sure to visit the Food Processing website to learn more about the Influential Women in Food program. If you know a woman or women that are making an impact in the food and beverage industry, be sure to nominate them for this prestigious award. Angela, I am so so excited to have you on. Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I just so excited to be talking to you today and I really want to roll up my sleeves and dig right in. Can you start off by talking about your background in the food industry? Well, first of all, hi Erin. It is such an honor to be on the podcast. So thank you so much for the invitation. And yeah, let's let's kick off. You know, my my background in the food and beverage industry really started as a child. My parents were both in the food and beverage industry, so I grew up around a community of watching leaders and individuals, you know, shape uh, shape our our food industry and and create products and solutions to feed the world. And that really is what inspired me to to start my own path in the food industry and went to Kansas State University and pursued an undergraduate in food science and then had a tremendous opportunities for some internships with some large CPG companies, which inspired my path down more product development. And I ended up doing a master's in food science and then started, uh, started my first role in the industry as a food scientist focusing in, in baking science, actually. Uh, so I, I like to say I started my, started my career as a baker and then moved into uh, being in commercial leadership after I completed my master's in business. And, you know, I always started my food science journey with a, with a thought that I wanted to be a liaison between technical and commercial, but was really important to me in those early years to gain that technical experience and those skills and, and then be able to move into a more commercial leadership role and, and truly be that liaison between science and business. And so that's, that's what I'm doing today. And I've worked, you know, the past 15 years on the B2B side, the business to business side of the food industry, uh, either representing food ingredients or uh, developing food products with those food ingredients and more recently working um, in the equipment and membrane filtration side of the industry, uh, supporting those food ingredient companies. And so it, uh, it was about two years ago that I, actually no, more, more about three years ago, I guess now that I started thinking, how, 
how else can I start making an impact in the food and beverage industry and in a industry that I've grown to love so much and have been a, it's been a part of who I am for so long. And so that's really where Females in Food or the idea of Females in Food started to form for me. And that is a great segue because that's what I'm really excited to talk to you about today is about Females in Food. I think it's a great thing that you're doing and I really want both myself and our listeners to learn more about it. So first off, can you explain what Females in Food is? Yeah, so Females in Food, you know, it's it started as a membership-based cause-driven community, but where it's at today, we've we've become such a movement in the food and beverage industry and have expanded into including uh, being a data-driven platform and talent marketplace. But from the beginning and what we are always committed and will continue to be committed to in our mission is, is closing the gender gap that exists at, at the top in the, food and the, in the food and beverage industry and really helping women advance their careers. You know, I, I started this movement in this community with, uh, with a singular stat, 80-20. 80% of food buying decisions globally are made by women, yet across every segment of the food and beverage industry, we're represented by, by less than 20% of women in senior leadership and executive roles. And, and that's really the driving stat and where we want to um, make the biggest impact is, is how do we get more women to the top within the food and beverage industry? Yeah, I know on food processing, we definitely have covered the statistics around women in those leadership roles. And it's, yeah, I think that's why I am so excited to have you on the podcast today and really want to move on to this next question I have for you, which is, can you dive a little more into what led you to develop this community? And what does it mean to be a member of the Females in Food community? Absolutely. So I, I feel what led me to develop this, you know, was, was a decade worth of callings of, you know, it's my own career. But over, you know, probably three years ago, I was sitting there thinking, you know, how do I make a bigger impact in this, in this industry that I love so much? How do, how do I do more? And how do I create, you know, solutions to some of the issues that I'm seeing? And so that was one piece of what drove me to this. But organically, what had been happening in my life over 10 years was that women, colleagues, complete strangers who were introduced to me were coming to me uh, for, for help, for help trying to understand how to navigate the politics within a big organization or how to position themselves, how to create a personal brand, how to write their resume, you know, how to negotiate for that next big role. And I started to realize, uh, you know, this was, this was a, a gap for a lot of women. And, you know, clearly I had something more to offer. And if I could just get that to a broader community or train more people that could, um, you know, allow more individuals to gain re access to these resources and tools, how much more powerful that would be. And then I, I also sat back and started thinking, you know, we, we have a lot of different niches within the food and beverage industry. We, we have, you know, the food service side, the retail side, the consumer products, goods, and manufacturing, and suppliers, and ingredient suppliers, and, 
And as I went through the industry, I've been a part of a lot of different organizations and groups, but one of, one of the things that was always a struggle was you get so niched into your own individual segment that if you want to make a change or try something else or try to get uh, networked into a different segment, maybe I want to take that, that next big role in, from an ingredient company over to a CPG company, that those leaps were, were much harder than I felt like they should have been given that we were all one food industry. And so I thought, how, how do we bring together a more powerful network of women across every single industry segment so that we can help each other, right? And success means something different to each and every one of us. And sometimes it's just having somebody with that connection across that industry segment to open a door or make an introduction. And so that's how the community was formed. It, it started as, you know, an organic way of wanting to help more people. And, and where it has led is this powerhouse community of women across every segment of food and beverage who are showing up to help each other but help themselves and empower, um, empower advancement within, within the industry. And so our members, you know, they all have access to career opportunities. We have educational and industry events, in-person networking events. They're all networking and growing their individual networks within the community on their own. Um, they get free resume reviews. Uh, they can connect with some of our certified career coaches. And then we also have a, an exclusive female and food job, job search accelerator uh, that all of our members have access to to help with some of those uh, big jumps that they want to take in their career. And they also have the ability to anonymously review uh, their current or past employers on, on female friendliness factors. And, and hopefully we can chat more about that as it builds into how Females and Food has expanded into more of a data-driven platform here a bit later in our conversation. But uh, the, the community as it, as it start, originally started and where it's at today, um, I've been so incredibly proud to see you know, how it's grown and, and the impact it's had in so many people's lives. You actually, that is a most fantastic segue because I am very interested and curious. I know on the website you talk about um, females and food is data-driven, and I'm admittedly very curious. What does that mean? How does it work? Um, just could you elaborate on that for me and as well as for the listeners? Absolutely. And this is one of the areas, you know, that as we listen to more women, we realized how much we needed to incorporate this into the platform. So, you know, in the very early days, we started as a data-driven community by being a centralized place where our members or companies could come to us for consumer insights, right? We have a, we have a large group of, of women who with incredible insights to what their experiences are like either as consumers or employees and being able to uh, get some of that insight and data and, and to be able to use it to build, um, build better products. Uh, and we've taken that one step further and incorporated these anonymous employer reviews on female friendliness factors as, as a way to drive more transparency in the industry on where are some of the best places to work. You know, we know that women look for jobs 
traditionally different than men. They lean heavily on their networks. They want to know, you know, am I going to like this place that I'm going to work for? What is it like inside that company? And those are some of the most critical questions that women want to feel they want a good they want an answer to and to feel good about before making you know big career jumps and so being able to add this part to the website was was such a big undertaking but such an important piece to to the community and to our mission and, and to really our what we were hearing from women as far as what they needed. And so today individuals are able to, you know, not just our members, but anybody, any woman uh, in the food and beverage industry can go in and review their current or past employers on female friendliness factors. And, and this data, you know, we've, uh, we have a, uh, a set of questions around advancement opportunities, family support, flexibility, development, culture, aspects that we've built to identify are quite important to women as, as we think about their, what attracts them to a company, but ultimately what's going to help them develop and, and advance within that organization. And so this, this data is you know, driving transparency in the industry to help build a better workplace for women, but it's also data that organizations can use to um, to really understand, you know, what are they what are they doing that's really resonating with women, and you know, being able to partner with organizations on the back end to help them dive deeper within some of the data insights, and and really partner with them to help build better workplaces is is another way we're able to uh, champion our mission within the industry. So it's really a threefold of, you know, how do we use data? And it will continue, it will continue to evolve, right? Um, a data is such a powerful tool that um, any way that we can help our members, uh, organizations uh, to, to champion advancement and more transparency within, within every industry segment, that's, that's where we want to be. I feel like a lot of programs that you hear about that are geared towards women, you will inevitably have men, or, well, it's usually men, that come in and say, well, why not men? Why aren't you focused about the men in the food industry? Um, so something I want to ask, because, again, I've noticed this myself, are you ever approached, or, or I've noticed this myself about some things that I have done, um, similar programs, just observations. Are you ever approached by men in the food and beverage industry who want to get involved in females and food? Thank you so much for bringing up this this point. And absolutely, uh, I definitely have been a, approached uh, from from several men, um, not just several, uh, countless, I would say, who want to get involved. And, and I get so encouraged and excited every time I'm approached because from, from day one, I'd say, and how I always want females in food to be perceived is, is not, it's not anti-men, right? There's, there's no anti-anything. It's, you know, what can we do to help empower women in their careers? But men are have to be allies they have to help champion our efforts right they we want them to be the other 50 percent um that's that's parity right and so 
there's any time a man comes forward and, and wants to be a part of the solution or wants to help, my answer is always yes. Yes, how, how can we work together to create more allies, to create a better workplaces, to create more inclusive environments? And it's, um, it's something that brings me a lot of encouragement and excitement because we, we have a lot to learn from each other. While, while Females and Food is a community of women, I, I also want to bring up the point that we also strive to provide an inclusive environment and we define women and female as including all individuals who identify or have been identified as women or female. But that being said, if, if men want to be involved, right, we invite them as allies. Um, we invite them to champion our efforts to be involved in the industry, and we all have something to learn from one another. And it's, um, it's very, very important that men are at the table and, and being a part of this solution. Something that we talked about earlier, um, especially when we were referring to the 80-20 aspect and, um, you know, positions of leadership, women in leadership positions, really makes me think um, about gender diversity in the food and beverage industry. And I mean, ultimately, that's, that's a big component of what we've talked about in this episode. Something I want to focus in on on this next question is, why do you feel the industry lacks diversity especially in leadership positions? It's a great question. And I think it's the million-dollar question, right? <laughs> if, if I had, if I had a, uh, an absolute answer, um, I wish we could have parity tomorrow. Um, I can share a bit more about you know, what I have personally seen and what I've heard and, and, and what we've done as a community to, um, to address some of, some of the gaps. And and where we're trying to make an impact. I think the reason we, we have a gap at the top in, in, in these leadership positions is not for one reason. I think it's for, for multiple different reasons. And from an individual perspective, I think that's where the community initially was founded to help empower women. Number one, let's make sure that women are being given the tools and resources, the network and the confidence to empower their own careers, to empower to use their voices but encourage others to listen as well, right? And, and that's where this community organically was founded and, and where a lot of our educational content pillars are focused is, you know, not, not every company has the, the budget to ensure that there's, there's professional development happening all year round um, or career development happening all year round. So how do women get access to that outside of their organizations um, so that they can, can continue to, to develop themselves and empower their own careers? That's, that's one piece that's near and dear to, to the community and, and how we're trying to drive impact. I think the, the other pieces to this also come around from an industry as a whole, from corporate initiatives um, and, and what is being done holistically to support women through their career journeys. And, and I'll say every organization, every industry segment, you know, there's been so much conversation over the past couple of years, and I think great strides have been made. As I've spoken to a lot of organizations, you know, some who just five years ago didn't have any um, – 
anyone responsible for DEI initiatives now have individuals in those seats, right, um, who are paying particular attention to um, how to how to roll out these initiatives and, and hit key goals and milestones within their organization. So I've been so happy to see progress over the past several years within this, um, within this conversation. And you know, the areas that we've identified as a community to, that continue to be important to women and, and helping them through their career progression is really in that middle, starting at the beginning. I think is very important, ensuring a diverse candidate slate um, through that interview process, making sure biases aren't present through the interview process. But then as you get women through the door, what's being done inside an organization to ensure that you're retaining that talent, that, there, that you don't have a leaky bucket. You know, I think that's the term. It's been coined a leaky bucket um, in the middle where, where we've been seeing at unprecedented numbers women leaving the workforce quicker than ever before because of COVID, you know, how are we going to, one, replace and, and bring women back in and not lose momentum on, on all the work that's been done in the prior years? And, and to me, that comes back to some of those key aspects that we've identified that are important to women in the workplace from flexibility, development opportunities, overall culture, um, family support uh, for both men and women, and then and advancement opportunities within within the workplace. And so, you know, I share I share the perspective from there's definitely not one answer, one solution. It's it most certainly needs to be a holistic approach. Um, and as a community, you know, that's where we continue to try and roll out as as we receive the feedback from companies and from members. You know, what more can we do as as an organization to help be a part of, of the solution. So you bring up a really great point, um, well, actually several great points, <laughs> but I want to hone back in on kind of the um, hiring aspect. So to that, how can food and beverage companies better position themselves to hire more women? especially in leadership positions. I would say, you know, a, a plug for us, uh, this, is, this is something that we specifically rolled out our corporate partnership programs for specifically this reason. Uh, how do companies uh, better position themselves to, to hire more women? And, and I go, I'll go back to there's been a lot of initiatives and, and things that companies have done over the past couple of years to really um, make the workplace better for women, to be more inclusive for all. And a lot, of, a lot of individuals aren't even aware of these initiatives. And so a big way of how to position your company to hire more women is, is to make sure the women know about, about your company and, and also what incredible initiatives you've been rolling out. And so within Females and Food, you know, and even as we listen to members say, who are these companies? You know, what are some of the best companies to work for? Uh, we rolled out our corporate partnership program specifically for this reason is, is to help companies um, tell their story, tell, tell women what makes them a great place to work, really position their, their organization as the top place in food and beverage to work um, for women and, and being able to showcase everything from their DEI initiatives to women in leadership to development opportunities. And, and regardless of, 
I'll take that from a broader perspective too, because these, you know, this positioning would go for for any company who's who's looking to position themselves to women in the workplace. I I think you need to be talking about the things that are important to women in order to best attract them into the workplace and being very intentional about having that diverse candidate slate across all your job applications. Um, being able to showcase what are you doing to help support families and um, having a flexible work schedule or what is your culture like inside your company, um, whether you're speaking to your candidates on a website or at a career fair or even if it's your employer brand and how your employees are, are talking about your company. Those are all really important, um, all very important um, channels of communication uh, to attracting women. And, and another stat, we know that women really rely on their networks or, or word of mouth or that referral more so than men from, from what the research is showing to take on that next position. And so ensuring that your employees within your organization are also reaching out and, and sharing the word or referring people in or, or talking about what a great place your organization is to work for, those are, those are all really um, great initiatives companies can undertake to, to position themselves to hire more female talent. And, and then specifically into leadership positions, I think being very intentional, right, about about parity at the top and, and where, you're, where you're seeking your executive leaders from, but then you know, how are you developing your talent from within and sharing you have a pipeline, ideally you know, that you can uh, promote talent internally and, and, um, and develop your, your next generations of CEOs and executives at the top from internal would be, would be a great goal as well. And so all of, all of those initiatives are ideas and in ways, you know, females include the entire platform that we're championing um, and advocating for, for companies to better position themselves uh, to hire more women. I'm interested in your opinion on this. Do you think food companies are doing enough to advance their DEI efforts? It's a great question. As an industry as a whole, my personal stance on this, I've, I've seen a lot of progress and initiatives over the past few years that have been very encouraging. But until we see parity at the top, I will say there's, you can never do enough, right? Even as an organization and as a platform, we are always, uh, the team and I are always thinking, what more can we do? What more, you know, as we listen to feedback and from both members or corporations and saying, what, what else can be done? How can we continue to challenge the status quo? How can we um, put more initiatives or try different things? You know, until we see parity, I'd say there can never be enough. And, and I hope that, you know, just like uh, food product innovation, we're always saying, what's, how, do we, how do we push sustainability to the next level? How do we innovate better? How do we do bigger and better things? I, I think we have to take that same approach with, with DEI initiatives and, and gender diversity and all diversity and saying, how do we do more? Because 
until we see parity across the table, I, I don't think there can be too much. All right, last question for you. If any of our listeners wanted to learn more or become a member of Females in Food, how can they go about it? Yeah, absolutely. If they want to visit femalesinfood.community, they will be able to learn all about our platform, our community. They can leave a re- employer review, become a member. Uh, we have a few different memberships uh, from a free one to, um, to our uh, community membership and really encourage everybody to, uh, to reach out on the website. Send us a note direct. They can also follow us on LinkedIn at femalesandfood.community um, or on Instagram as well and keep up with everything that we're, that we're doing um, and, and featuring our members and spotlights and, and seeing current events and where the next networking event is being held. And so really encourage, whether it's on a social channel or on a website, that you get in touch and and follow us. Well, Angela, it was a real treat to get to talk to you today. I am so excited about what you and your team are doing and look forward to seeing um, what you continue to do. And as a woman who is adjacent to the food and beverage industry, I think it's great what you're doing, and I am so happy to have gotten to talk to you about it. So thank you for being on this episode of the Food for Thought podcast. everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.